All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Trade Talks. Hope everyone's doing great in the huge world of the trades. We are back with another amazing podcast. This week, we're talking all about water management and what you can look forward to in technology. And <laughs> Justin's like a kid in the candy store today. <laughs> he loves water management. <laughs> yeah, for those who, who know me well, you know, I rolled out a water management department a couple of years ago, and it's been a big crusade of mine to share the wonderful world of water management. So it was a fun conversation. Maggie had to cut us off a little early because we were just going... <laughs> Going deep into the hole, but uh, it was fun. I, I, I felt like I was definitely on a call with two water management nerds and I, probably not a sentence I would ever expect coming out of my mouth. But um, yeah, so uh, today's guest is Danny Smith with Park West. Um, he is the head of water management at Park West. Has a really cool story about how he's gotten to where he's at. Um, and yeah, just a great conversation about, you know, where he sees the industry now, all the things he's doing that are right, um, where we can take it in the future, just really good stuff. Yeah, he talks a lot about the certifications that are out there and how to elevate yourself if you're uh, you know, in the landscape industry or wanting to get into the landscape industry and really kind of preps us on how to get ahead as an employee first. And he then talks a little bit about if you're a business owner, especially a maintenance operator, how to bolt on a new service, which is water management, a very high margined and high, I think, high and very much needed service, especially mm -hmm. in the Southwest. So, yeah. you know, he covers a lot of different things. He has over 90 irrigation technicians in his business, Insane. which is very impressive. And from what I understand, most of them have been homegrown in his in his company yeah some of our listeners probably don't even have 90 employees at their company so just to think of yeah. that 90 just dedicated to the irrigation department wow and he started water management the water management team at park west about a decade ago uh, is just him he came in from working at another company down there in southern california started it up and is growing an amazing an amazing department that services multiple areas multiple states so just packed full of a bunch of great information. And again, I love water management. I think it's a missed opportunity for a lot of landscapers out there. You want to add another, you know, seven figures in revenue at a 60% plus margin. You look at water management. It, it's kind of like those folks who have added spray to their, to their lawn care business has, have seen great results. I think water management's an equal add. So yeah. Yeah. What should we get into this? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's uh, let's get out of the episode. And here's um, our conversation with Danny Smith. Okay, folks, welcome back to another episode of Trade Talks. Here with Maggie, my co-host, and today's guest is Danny Smith with Park West. He's the director of water management. Danny, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, why don't you give us a little background of where you came from, how you got here today, and, and how you got into the water management sector of the industry. Um, yeah, okay. So uh, I've been in the industry now, uh, two landscape companies over the course of about 13 years. Um, I was actually hired by a small firm, a landscape firm that uh, ran, uh, had a contract with the city of Tustin uh, down here in Southern California. And I met the account manager as I was renting him a chainsaw because I was the tool rental mechanic at a Home Depot. Uh, I was the mechanic while I was attending Irvine Valley College for administration of justice. And so I wanted to be a police officer and uh, I went to school for it after graduating high school. 
um, really unfortunately found that I had to go through like the jail systems and in, in order to, you know, go into like Orange County sheriffs or, or, you know, at a city, uh, you know, Irvine police, for example. Um, and I started to realize through the, through the, the college courses that, you don't really deal with very fun people. You know, you're dealing with people that are, are, you know, not in the best part of their lives. You're dealing with people that are not just frankly good people. And uh, I'd like to think I'm just too positive and too just, I guess, positive, but just, I didn't yeah. want to deal with that every day. You know, that's a drain. That, that was a big drain. And so, um, you know, I was still trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to complete the, complete the you know, education. I'm already invested. I'm already halfway through it. Um, but I, I was actually talking to a landscape account manager Renting, renting him a chainsaw and he said hey you know come uh come, come work for us uh we, we manage the city of tustin landscape contract for the city of tustin and uh i said fine you know you, a couple bucks more an hour you know i can uh, i can go you know move out of my parents house and go get an apartment with my hot girlfriend like sold i'm gonna do yeah that. hey props um, to that props to that account manager too like always be recruiting it's something we talk about so it, it was that worked out pretty good it, 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 honestly i mean the guy <laughs> the guy put me on this path so you know more kudos to him and, uh, you know, so I actually became an irrigation helper. Uh, that was my title. And I basically, for two years, I dug holes. Uh, I had a guy, uh, Jose Luis Flores, um, shout out to him. He's a good dude. Uh, he basically said, dig here, dig here, dig that valve box up, uh, see where the, the water's bubbling up from the soil, dig there. Uh, I'll come back in an hour when it's, uh, when, when you got that three foot hole going, I'm like, okay. I can't yeah. imagine just muscles ripped in that stage of life, right? With that hot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he remember looked. He looked at my hands like after like the first week, and he goes, "Yeah, you uh, you gotta get some gloves on you." You know, I mean, I had calluses, <laughs> I, had, I had blisters, yep. I was I was going, and uh, you know, so about two years of doing that. What was nice is that I didn't, I, you know, I'm not. I didn't go to Cal Poly. I didn't get a, a horticulture degree, or I didn't get, um, uh, you know, I don't. I didn't know irrigation design. I, I learned how irrigation systems fail. I learned, you know. What does the spiral water coming out under the 1800 cap? What does that mean? That means that the, the O-ring is shot. Um, you know, so I learned how systems fail um, and I got to repair systems. So main lines and, and proper solvent welding and when to use a slip fix. When can I not have to use a slip fix and order of operations on, on pipe fitting, um, you know, proper excavation using a Monta so I can throw the soil back into the hole without having to spend as much time um, uh, backfilling. Um, and, and loved irrigation. You know, I, uh, I build bike jumps. And so going from bike jumps to, to <laughs> now, you know, replacing valve boxes and stuff was, was pretty, uh, pretty close. Um, so what was interesting though, is a, a position opened up, uh, to be the water manager for, for this contract. It required a water manager. And so for about a year and a half, I went through and I read 85 water meters, um, every Monday in my Chevy S10. Uh, had my screwdriver, had my clipboard, wrote the meter read on the paper. The next day, uh, plugged all of those meter reads into a spreadsheet. And it basically said, you know, you're 120% of the week for the allocation. So the budget, the usage, the allocation. And uh, it basically told me, okay, I have, you know, this week I have 10 meters or 10 uh, irrigation systems. I need to go manually change to make sure I don't, I don't uh, poorly perform the next week. So under usage, so over usage. That's and and this is what are we talking? Eight years ago, five years ago, we're looking at over years 10 ago, now. Uh, 12, okay. 12 years ago. So, so you guys were really and and this was at Park West. No, this is with a small company called Spectrum Care. Yeah, they're okay. not in business so, anymore. <laughs> okay, well, they were. It sounds like they were a bit ahead of the game with the water management side of things. And so, as water manager, your job was basically to to manage the water being being applied to the landscape on a monthly basis. 
Right. And, and to be fair, I mean, it was, it was, I'll, I'll give kudos more to the city because it was a city mandate. You know, we had oh, the landscape yeah. director, uh, that, that forced this, this procedure to happen uh, and held me accountable. You know, I had to, I had to turn nice. in the reports. Um, I had to show that, you know, if I was trending high, I had to show that I was, uh, the following week I was trending low. And what was interesting is I wasn't walking up to a, a, a CalSense or a Rainbird out near, a, you know, even a weather track, for example. I was walking up to a Rainbird ISC, which is like <laughs> old, old school, right? There was no ET. There was no soil moisture sensors. I mean, this was sitting on a Home Depot bucket upside down and and plugging away at the at the keypad. Um, and so I did that for about a year, a year and a half, got really good at it. I saved the city thousands, like tens of thousands of dollars in water. Uh, nice. And that's when I was recruited by uh, by Park West to uh, to to do the same thing, really, but for their Orange County portfolio. So, where exactly was Park West um, in their journey of water management um, when you came aboard? Were they, you know, just starting off, or were they already? Were you kind of coming into a, a system that was already built? I I, I started it. Uh, to be fair, you know, the, the entire industry is the commercial landscape sector. Um, that's why Justin was, was frankly surprised. Like, wow, Spectrum Care 12 years ago. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we weren't doing anything. No, Nobody was doing anything. Even the big guys weren't doing anything. Uh, the cost of water wasn't there. The tiered rate structures were just starting to come online. Um, and, and the contracts didn't dictate it. And if you're a maintenance contractor, you do what the contract says. Frankly, just really no more, no less. Right. Um, so I was, I, I built the, I, I came in as a water manager. Um, I built the roles of the water manager, the irrigation specialist. And then as Park West scaled up, I was able to recruit, uh, typically within, which was nice. I, I promoted a lot of, um, irrigation technicians to, to specialists, specialists to water managers. And, and now we have the hierarchy and essentially the department that we have today. Nice. And as you, uh, as you kind of built up this department, if you will, you know, how was it working with the account managers, with the maintenance team who typically were probably used to turning controllers on in the spring and off in the fall, not much adjustment in between. Right. How, how did you guys work together during that process of, of creating this? You're not wrong. There, there's a lot of pain points. <laughs> you know, I don't care if you're a five month, uh, you know, account manager or 25 year vet. Um, you know, they have their prerogatives. They, they have what they want to do. They have their methods of doing it and really trying to show value to them of, you know, hey, um, let's sell a, sm sell a smart controller to this HOA together. And, you know, they have their commissions and whatnot to help justify their end. Um, but, you know, it, it's just good business, you know, and that and that's it, it did take a, a while. And I think it's still, you know, slowly coming online is what really is the sales and marketing side of water management. And I think that's where, where, where you, Justin, you admit it. You know, you, you said that, you know, we're trying to really just bring all this to the surface much more than it is right now. So, you know, the companies that have not just the dedicated water management, but have the the people, the knowledgeable people, um, the companies, the leadership that want to really see this through and, and see it as the as the marketing and sales strategy that it, that it is. Uh, those are the ones that are going to come out on top. Yeah. Yep. Good, personally, Maggie. yeah, personally, I'm just I'm seeing this come up more and more in the industry. And I feel like, you know, as companies are trying to build and scale and all these things you know, through organic growth, you're always trying to adapt more services. And obviously this is a, a fantastic um, vertical to, to latch onto. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess 
what are the long-term goals for Park West when it comes to, or you, you specifically, um, when it comes to um, water management? Now I see you have, you know, different services on your website. Water management hasn't made a big presence on your website yet. I, have, I know you're probably trying to change that, but um, how big do you see this animal growing? Well, let's, we'll talk about at the Park West level. So we, we still have scaling to do. Um, we don't have the, and it's not that we can't say afford it. You know, overhead's obviously a big deal. We're trying to compete with companies that don't have this service. So they don't have the overhead to go with it. So there is smart growth that, that needs to come with it. Um, you know, the, the margins are healthy, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Um, and then we have rebates on the, on the back end to, to, you know, offset that. So there, there's a, there's a perfect marriage of, of doing it right. And so if we have, you know, whether we convert called our enhancement teams, which we all have enhancement teams for acacia removals, fuel modification projects, turf removal projects. But if we add a, a second layer of knowledge or skill set to these enhancement teams, um, that's that's digestible by by the bean counters, by the big companies that that need to be you know hitting their margins, um, and then just certifying these people. So hey, you're an you're an enhancement manager, uh, you know how to run above cattle, you know across turf to remove it. Let's certify you as a as a CIT. Let's get you Quell certified. Um, you know it's it's going to rain hopefully a lot this year, but it's going to rain you know in the next couple of months. Um, let's, let's get these guys in some classrooms. Let's get these guys, you know, uh, into Hydropoint University or, or Rainbird's Brain Shark Program, Hunter uh, Industries Academy. Let's get these guys uh, certifications. Um, let's, let's show that they, you know, obviously they have to prove it, they have to earn it. Um, but getting these guys to, to really learn more side of the irrigation business, why they shouldn't put an MP rotator with a Rainbird MPR nozzle in the same valve, you know, just, just stuff like that is really going to help us move, uh, move forward. Right over my head. Uh, <laughs> sorry no it's um, all good <laughs> but, but, but it's gonna help us all, all move forward so to, to answer that yeah. there's, there's there's a right way to do it and uh i'd like to think i have that recipe and uh you know we, we've scaled up accordingly um but i mean i i could see me doubling tripling the department in, in the next few years yeah I, I love that how you led with you know the investment in the employees because you know ultimately at the end of the day and justin we, we talked a little bit about earlier, but, you know, you spoke on getting these people to, to right size in their salaries and both of you coming from the California, you know, cost of living, all of those sorts of things. If you can provide opportunities for these people to have better lives, um, that's a really cool initiative. Well, the, the best part of it, um, you know, we, we, all of our companies, private, public, whatever, we, 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 we all have one objective at the end of the day. Right. Uh, but on the side, uh, on, on the other side of that is the cost of water. And the cost of water is getting in, in incredibly high, uh, not only by by unit rate, um, but then when you subject these these um, water usages to tiered rate structures, uh, it's a multiplier. It, it, you can get really ugly really fast. And you know, for and our HOAs, real sorry to yeah. interrupt, but real quick, can you just give us a, a two second overview? Of what is tiered rate structure for those who sure. may not be aware of that? Because I don't think the whole you know, some people may or may not have that. Yeah. Um, and to start with that, so tier, a tiered rate structure is essentially uh, in a water meter uh, or a particular area of landscape is subjected to a monthly variable allocation or monthly variable budget. So based on the weather, and this is by by enforced and, and uh, enacted by the water district. So it could be mm -hmm. an acre of landscape and the water district says, okay, the month of July, you get 100 CCFs. Uh, it's a little warmer in August, you get 110 CCFs. 
Um, so the budgets, the monthly budgets do change based on evapotranspiration uh, weather in, in, the, in the area. Um, and what's interesting is that these tiered rate structures have survived um, scrutiny by um, like government watchdog groups. Um, all of our water districts, uh, particularly here in California, have to meet uh, Proposition 218, uh, which is basically saying that they're a nonprofit, that they cannot make a profit off of you. So what, they can only charge you for water that it costs for them to deliver that water to you, plus their overhead. There's no there's no net profit at the end of the year. Uh, but at the same time, how do we how do you have a water budget or a water bill that could be one hundred dollars this month for a hundred gallons, but then one hundred and fifty dollars the next month for a hundred gallons? You know, so there, there there's there's plus and minuses there. Um, but ultimately, the the tiered rate structure is let's say I have one hundred CCFs, I'm allowed one hundred CCFs. Um, I pay say a dollar, and I'm using easy numbers, but a dollar mm -hmm. for the first hundred hundred CCFs. Um, anything over 100 CCFs, I could be paying $1.50 for. Um, over 300 CCFs, I could be paying $5 for. So it's it's quite an amplifier. Um, you know, for example, I think, you know, in the local area, Irvine Ranch Water District, um, let's call it two bucks for, for tier one. And that could be zero to 40% of the allocation. So they actually have a low volume tier. 41% uh, to 100% could be $3. Um, 100 to 150 percent is five dollars, but if you're over 151 percent of the allocation, you could be paying seven, ten, twelve dollars uh, a CCF for that same for that same water. Um, so wow. a mainline break, a stuck valve, those can really, really hurt a um, a, a property's uh, water bill. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of landscaper, landscape maintenance companies out there in California, Arizona, you know, the Southwest who are subject to these tiers. But I don't know if they realize they don't see the water bill. The water bill goes to the right. property owner right. and maybe there's a breakdown in communication and they're not realizing and maybe the owner's not realizing they're in this third tier getting absolutely hammered with with right. accelerated rates. So I think that education you just gave is is really important for us as an industry. You know, when I was when I was talking at the Vegas show a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned education. And I feel like if everyone knew what you and I know about water management, they would be they would going out there and pushing water management. But I, I think it's a lack of education because things have, have changed so rapidly in the last five to 10 years. To your point, you want to flip our industry upside down, and, and I might regret saying this later, uh, <laughs> get the water bills, the actual water bills um, that show the performance, the budgets, what have you, get those in front of the, the HOA board members. Uh, because to your point, yeah. they go to the AR of, of your, your property management firm and, you know, the, the monthly fiscal budget that the property manager reviews at the board meeting, it says, you know, you spent 50 grand, you're supposed to be at, at 60 grand. Oh, okay, great. You know, we're, we're under budget. And as long as that dollar does not exceed what their operating budget was for that, for that year, they don't see it. They don't care. And they don't realize that, you know, yes, we were in tier three, we were uh, tier three, tier five. Um, the, the, the landscape contractor could have done that much better of a job. And when you look at for HOAs, which are 95% of my business, the, um, what is the highest variable water or what, what is the highest variable expense of the HOA? It's, it's water. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you got water, you got asphalt repair, you got some in condos, you have, you know, um, roofing repairs. Um, but the highest variable expense for an HOA is, is, is the water. Yeah. Do you I don't have, think a lot of people realize that. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, my mind is blown because like, there's a lot of things here that I'm learning and I managed HOAs for, for quite some time. So um, do you have a, an average like ROI calculator on like what you determine, like investing in water management services, how much on average on a percentage basis you save that HOA or that large property um, in their water bill? what's what's interesting is we have our standards you know we, we can throw a dart and go hey you don't have a smart controller put a smart controller in we're gonna save you 30 percent um but any contractor you know even even architects consultants whoever we are um if we're not asking for your water bills you know five years of water bills we're not doing you any favors um we have site factors like you wouldn't believe we have not only rainfall uh which obviously is different year over year but effective rainfall and i and i look at effective mm -hmm. rainfall um, if my storms, if, if any of our storms come in at more than a third of an inch per hour, we know we're exceeding our infiltration rates of our soils and that's all being wasted. So we really need to look at, okay, great. We got 11 inches in, you know, uh, the city of orange. Uh -huh. Uh, well, how much of that was actually effective? How much of that was actually used by the landscape? Um, and then evapotranspiration, which is basically how much, how much moisture did our landscape need over a given period of time? What does that look like? And so yeah. when we look at, you know, year over year, okay, the HOA spent 50 grand uh, in 2020, 60 grand in 2021. We subject that against the effective rainfall, against the evapotranspiration totals. Uh, and that really, you know, tells us the bigger story. Yeah, you probably have, I mean, uneducated clients coming. You're like, well, we just, you just fell victim to a, a hurricane um, in Southern California. And they're probably coming to you like, we got all this rain. It's doing, or we shouldn't need to water for weeks. And in actuality, that's not the case. Yeah. And the, 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 the interesting thing about that, you know, I had to send out a, a notice to our teams, smart controllers or not. Hey guys, you know, on Saturday night or Saturday day, make sure your controllers are off until at least Tuesday. And, and the reason why we do that is simply optics. We, we mm -hmm. just don't want the optics. Mm -hmm. We don't want people driving in, you know, from, from Sunday dinner, uh, you know, it's light drizzle and the irrigation kicks on at 9 p.m. Um, or they're going to work early Monday morning. It's still a light drizzle. It's overcast and the irrigation's running. We just don't want the optics. You know, I don't care if it's a $10,000 smart controller or or a you know $200 Home Depot special. I just want the irrigation off. Yeah, because you yeah. know they'll be able to complain about it. <laughs> and they do. They do. <laughs> yeah. T talk to us a little bit about your team. I mean, I think you guys have a larger team than most. So talk to us a little bit about the the size of your team and then how do you communicate with your team when it comes to turning controllers off? I think that's something a lot of companies struggle with. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, at, at the base level, we're, we're over 90 men, irrigation technicians. Uh, we have, we have three water managers, four irrigation specialists. Um, and then we also have a director of irrigation training and development, uh, Mr. Joe Villarreal. Uh, he came in as a water manager, irrigation specialist, water manager, and now is our director of training. Uh, and he hosts uh, not only internal, but uh, facilitates external training. So we bring in, you know, Rainbird or whoever, he's the facilitator of that. And we, we obviously make it region specific, um, Orange County, San Diego, Inland Empire, uh, just from logistics, uh, windshield time, making, you know, making sure our hourly guys are, are moving where we need them to move and get trained up on. Um, uh, but really just gets deciphered down from that. So I have three water managers that report to me. I have the irrigation or specialist report to them. Uh, and then they uh, oversee all of the irrigation technicians. Um, so I, I meet with our guys, our water managers, it's almost daily. We're, we're communicating near, near daily. Mm -hmm. um, and then they, they communicate to their teams, um, 
you know, every couple of days, if you will. Yeah. Now I, a lot of landscape maintenance companies, as they start to look at adding on a water management service, the road forward is very cloudy and it's hard to figure out what that looks like. I know it was for us as we rolled out our department. How do your technicians communicate with, let's say, your maintenance production crews, your supervisors and your account managers? And how do you guys kind of marry that service together on a, on an HOA, especially a large HOA? Our, our irrigation specialists, um, there's two different business models that we looked at. So the irrigation specialist either manages the irrigation technicians or they don't. Uh, and, and that's, you know, we've seen that with the larger firms, um, since they don't really exist anymore. I'll mention the, the V word Valley crest. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of their business model where the account manager would essentially hand the work order or hand whatever needs to be done to the irrigation manager or the irrigation specialist. And that would decipher down into the irrigation technicians. Um, I don't find that very empowering. Um, it, it makes the account manager, I'm not going to use the word lazy, but it's going to, it makes the account manager dependent on that person, that irrigation manager. So I utilize the, I I make sure that the irrigation technicians work under the account manager for whatever portfolio, whatever quantity that's necessary. Um, But the irrigation specialist is is essentially a resource to, to all parties. So they're in the staff meetings once a week. They're, they're at dispatch at 6 a.m. They're, they're at closure at 2 p.m. And they're there, you know, when the irrigation technician's in a hole and he doesn't know what to do, he calls the irrigation specialist, you know, Hey, I just turned on this valve and it's not working correctly. Or, um, Hey, I might have a pressure problem or a water quality issue, or how do I open up this basket strainer? They're calling that irrigation specialist to help them support, you know, to, to work on that. Um, and the beauty of that is by having all of these layers, um, for one, I get the the fun stuff. So when it really can't be solved, it, it works okay. its way up to the top, and then I got to deal with it. Um, but the irrigation specialist, if they get stumped, if they if they need more support, they can reach out to the water manager. Water manager can't figure it out. Uh, I'm I'm there the next day figuring it out. So nice. it's it's okay. really for for what it's worth, it's it's resource management. Just you know, we mm-hmm. we have obviously great partnerships with manufacturers, distributors. Um, we know when to call consultants and irrigation designers. Um, Park West surprisingly doesn't really do a whole lot of design build um, at the high at the high high level. Um, so we have a great network and, and team to uh, to help you know get get whatever objective we want done. That's nice. awesome. Actually, yeah. that le- that leads into a topic that you know, of course, my my me selfishly wanting to touch on you know hard technologies that coming from the technology space both from the hardware and software perspective, do you have any preferred technologies, preferred vendors that you work with um, to help just a, you know, manage the actual physical of the field, but also behind the scenes? It's interesting because when I look at, if you're asking me over the last 30 days, I I have one answer. If you ask me over the last say 10 years, I have a different answer. And um, in the small- Give us both. (laughs) <laughs> in the smart controller space um it's 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 heavy um there's you know guys that are doing things right doing things wrong um you know it, no one's perfect right now um and so my job uh and i and i enjoy this really um as part of you know getting to go to conferences and, and doing all that fun stuff is figure out who's the good better and best and who, who has been the best isn't the best anymore who's been the good has now turned into the better um, there's a lot of movement on uh, on who's doing what, you know, and and the OGs, you know, your 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 you know, Rainmaster, Rainbird, CalSense, 
Um, you know, they're 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 trying to they're trying to maintain the spots they've been in for years. But there's new flashy companies like Hydropoint, ET Water that have come in. Smart Rain is even is making a pretty good push. Um, Stuart, Stuart, CEO of uh, of Orbit Beehive, the stuff that he's trying to produce right now. You know, he, he obviously he started in the residential uh, sector, but the stuff that he's producing over here on the commercial side. I mean, five years from now, who, who knows who's going to be really running the running the show on, in these capacities? Yeah, a lot of I think money and smart people coming into this industry, seeing the opportunity that I see, which is water rates are going to only go up. Right. As water as water rates go up, the ROI starts to make better sense. And what's your take on that? How do you? So this is a question that I really wanted to get to because it's something that I think a lot of companies struggle with. Is when you're going to provide a proposal for maintenance and water management services to a large HOA, and you know you're competing against someone who's quote unquote water management, but you know it's just it's a technician that's going to turn the controller off and on once a year what's your pitch? How do you, you know, and you don't have to share, I don't want you to share share your secret sauce necessarily, but how do you kind of educate the client on what water management is at Park West, what you guys provide that's maybe above and beyond and, and also why you guys may end up being a little more expensive when it comes to looking at the numbers. You know, how, how does that conversation go for you guys? I start off with certifications um, and, and I challenge all of our manufacturers to offer certifications of their product. And I know that can be dangerous for them. It's a liability for them uh, because if they say, yeah, this person, you know, they went to a, a two hour event and I gave them subway. That, that's not a certification. That, that's, that's a lunch and learn, right? That's a different, that's a different situation. But um, you know, uh, a lot of the manufacturers, they realize that there's a lot of operator error and, and I've recognized that I've, I've had conversations with the big guys and going, yeah, yeah, that was us. You know, we, uh, we didn't have the right K value offset value in, um, you know, for the flow sensor. So there, there's definitely operator error. So the, the manufacturers can create the best product in the world, but they're still at the mercy of the person operating it. And then on the back end of it, um, you know, there's manufacturers that have, um, you know, communication systems that aren't ready yet, um, or, um, software glitches, algorithms, not working, you know, there's, there's challenges on that end. And at the end of the day, we are managing live plant material. And so there's some finger pointing there, there's, there's liabilities there. Um, but going to, to that point, you know, um, I find out, okay, I'm trying to bid on this HOA. They have 50 weather track controllers. Uh, my, my sales packet will include all of the people that I have that are certified in what in hydropoint university. Um, I show them, you know, uh, Hey, I'm actually one of the largest hydropoint, uh, operators in the country. I, I, I we truly are. Um, yeah. so I use that as, as leverage saying, you know, if there's anybody to help you, you know, work this through, it's, it's us. And, and we ultimately for, for, you know, going out, if they go out to bid just generally, you know, they, the sky's blue. So they want to go out to bid. Um, we try to find, you know, why, 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 you know, we, we do a site, you know, inspection. Okay. The flow sensors are disconnected. Okay. The, the, the controllers are offline. Um, and, and we just come in with a plan of attack on how we're going to fix all of that for them. And you guys are doing those inspections at kind of a higher level during the bidding phase. So you can gather enough information to educate the client. Especially with their approval. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. Right. Yeah. We have to get approval. I mean, you, you, you see Danny, you know, sitting on a, on a bucket in someone else's controller mm-hmm. and the liability goes through the roof right now we're getting pictures and text messages and all sorts of fun, but 
Um, you know, there's a, there's a level of professionalism we have to maintain. Um, we all, you know, if you get to any, any landscape company, you know, it's, we can pivot, we can move, but we're always going to have skeletons. We're always not going to have an HOA on the programming side where we want them to be, or we have a, an irrigator who's disconnecting flow sensors or doing, cause he doesn't like the alerts that are coming in. There's always going to be challenges like that, you know? And so we have to be humble. We have to not go after like the best jobs that we have, but we have to go, okay, this is, this is our standard. This is, this is what we can produce. These are the benefits and the values that we can provide consistently. And that's what I try to sell is that consistency. Um, you know, I can have my best team on a job and, and dial in their systems, you know, perfectly. Um, but are we able to do that everywhere at all times? It's, it's not, not as feasible. So be humble, be honest with your customer, tell them here's where you're at. Here's where I can take you. Yeah. So in other words, don't oversell what right. you can offer. I, I think I think there's a lot of that going on in our industry. It's and that's insane. what, yeah, it leaves the clients being frustrated and then not trusting any landscaper, right? right. And, you know, then we're fighting that. So you mentioned certifications and you kind of rattle off a few. I think for those listening who are interested in getting more involved with irrigation, whether they're a business owner or maybe they're just wanting to advance their career, from your experience, what are some some of the top certifications as a you know as a manager or leader of your company that that you want people to get for irrigation professionals? Well, there's basically two sides of it. There's the you know the manufacturer offered, and then there's the third party. So manufacturer offered, excuse me, um, that's going to be like you know Rainbird's uh, Brain Shark, and I'm really big on adult learning systems. Um, that's that's basically everything for, for as far as I'm concerned. So in in, in the you know call it quarter four quarter ones, that's when we really build per role. This is what you need to complete in in your role. So you need to go into into Rainbird's you know Brain Shark program and you need to complete these modules. Um, so making sure that they're actually doing that. Um, uh, Hydro Point University's phenomenal. Hunter Industries their their system is phenomenal. Um, and I'm sure there's others. Um, but, but, you know, having, having that accountability, you know, you, you don't get that certificate of completion. You don't get that cute little diploma and, unless you pass the quiz, unless you watch all the audio or all the video, um, you, there's no BSing it is, is frankly what I'm getting at. So it shows that, that this person sat down, executed this module, passed this, um, took the quiz. So they're obviously not just, you know, going through it. Um, and, and they're that much smarter on the, on the back end of it. Um, so that's, you know, it, it's very much worth the time. You know, we always try, you know, in terms of like irrigation technicians, we always try to bill what we're, what we're paying them in terms of hourly. Um, I challenge a lot of, I challenged our company, uh, this company, but I challenged a lot of companies is add in two hours a week or even one hour a week or, or, you know, log or, you know, back that up into a certain time of year where you have so many hours of call it billable, but not billable time. Uh, because mm -hmm. the account managers are always trying to do, you know, call it bill 40 on 40, um, which is fair. You know, we, we pay the guy 40, he should be billing 40, um, but it's not really sustainable. And, and when does that person really have the ability to, or time to train if they're always being chased after for billable hours? So um, acknowledging that, hey, we're going to take a little bit of a margin drop, but we're going to have time for these guys to go and sit into that computer or sit in their truck with an iPad and, 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 and you know, get trained. It, it's, it's what we need to do. No, the yeah. other side of that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish up the other side of the certs. The other <laughs> side is, is your third party. So, um, you know, shout out to Tony Monzone, uh, Bilingual Training Institute. She's a phenomenal woman. Uh, 
We've we've retained her several times. Other many uh, other contractors have. She'll come in and provide uh, a, a detailed, well detailed, well planned out uh, irrigation training program uh, that she facilitates. I don't know if Justin, if you've worked with her, we haven't, but I have heard of her. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, you know, Chad Sun, Gachina, uh, she's to work mm-hmm. with them. Uh, Stay Green uh, Harvest. Um, you know, they they've linked up with her. Um, so there's, there's that, uh, that, and then uh, where I'm, I'm a huge fan of is the irrigation association. You know, we, for, for me and my irrigation specialists and water managers, we jumped right into the CLIA and, and, and above. We're actually taking a step back and figuring out, uh, we have, we have irrigation techs in different levels, level one, two, and three. So our level three guys are eligible to take the CIT certified irrigation technician in Spanish or English. We're going to be facilitating that very heavy over the next six months. Um, and then CLIA, uh, basically, if you pass the CIT, you're, you're welcome to take the CLIA, all company paid for. Um, and then there's like the Quell Qualified Water Efficient Landscaper. That's a phenomenal program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very friendly and, and friendly, meaning um, the time that the person has to take it, um, the cost, as well as the CEU requirements. Um, you know, the IA is, is I don't want to say expensive, but it's up there. There's some costs involved with that. The exam cost, the book costs. The CEU requirements, you know, 20 CEU hours every two years, that's pretty heavy. Um, but the Quell, uh, Quell is a, a pretty awesome program. And then what we're also seeing very heavy um, is the recycled water site supervisor. So um, I think the Department of Environmental Health is going to get uh, more stringent on requiring uh, dedicated site supervisors on all of our recycled water sites. So Park West is gearing up pretty heavy to make sure that we have the volume of site supervisors um, in, in our service areas. And so like IRWD, um, uh, city of San Diego, they have these, um, these programs and what's awesome. It's, you know, it's a half a day, five hours. I think it does have an exam at the end of it. Um, but 70 bucks and it's good for five years and you can't beat that. Right. That's, that's healthy. It works for everybody. No CEUs on the back end, And it teaches our guys what to be looking out for. Like, Hey guys, if you're at a park and you shut down uh, the water meter because of a main line and the mom walks up to the drinking fountain and says, there's no water, there's a problem, right? Like there's, (laughs) that's how you're able to look for cross connections. And, you know, we find, uh, we found some fun stuff. I'm not, I can't name drop locations, but you know, um, there's uh, construction trailers that are making coffee with recycled water and all sorts of stuff that uh, that you'd be surprised that, that we've been able to locate because our guys are trained for it. Interesting. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So, you know, speaking on the labor part of it too, I mean, we labor is one of the biggest issues in the industry. So how, speak to a little bit of how you identify and retain talent um, in your company to put into this very niche role. The, the what we, we really has set us apart um and, and why we've been able to retain and, and not only that but but capture talent um is is what my, my associate joe villarreal does our director of irrigation training development um we sit down with each of our technicians one-on-one and have a very very heavy irrigation technical conversation uh two hours three hours it can go um, and, and we basically find out where, where their head's at, level one, level two, level three. Um, and then we build a custom training program for them to, to get them to, to the next layer. So there are per, there are training events we set up that we just go, you know, only level threes go to this or only level ones. And it helps our instructors know who's in front of them so they can go heavier or softer uh, based on who's in front of them. That's really helped out, you know. So we're doing a two-wire training and we got Craig Borland, you know, Mr. Two-Wire himself, 
Um, we bring the level three guys out there. We have the irrigation specialists out there. Um, and, and he knows he can go much further down the rabbit hole. Nice. How do you find new talent then? Uh, Frankly, it's all word of mouth. I mean, we we have a workforce development. Um, they they tend to you know go after the the field labor, the foreman, um, but we also have uh, career paths where we actually talk to our people. Hey, do you want you know you're you're a foreman now? Do you want to be a spray tech? Do you want to be an irrigation tech? What do you want to do? Um, what do you think you're good at? Uh, oh, I like that guy over there. He's he you know he's uh, he's doing the irrigation you know tech stuff, and he looks really muddy, but it looks like a lot of fun. Like, well, fuck it, you know, you're gonna you're gonna come over and you're gonna be an <laughs> yeah. irrigation. Um, and so, just you know, hiring within is value. People see it, they recognize it, they appreciate yes. it, um, and that's a big win for us. Very important. Yeah. I, I mean, there's thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of landscape foremen that are trained and ready to go that you could hire. I don't think there's very many. I actually, I know there's not that many certified irrigation techs because you can look it up on the on the IA website mm-hmm. and see there's a very limited number of people who are plug and play irrigation. So it sounds like for you guys, most of the success has been training from within and mm-hmm. maybe bringing people over who are a good cultural fit and then giving them the skill set needed to become irrigation technicians. Right. I mean, we, we have just one report that we look at that triggers milestones. Like this guy's been here for five years. He's of culture. He shows up, he's ready to go. Um, what are we doing with him? You know, he's been on the Mo crew for five years. Like, really? Like, let's, let's, yeah. let's look at something else. Um, that's, that's pretty neat. So as we start to kind of hit the, the end of our show today, I definitely want to get the question over of when, let's say we're talking to a landscape maintenance owner, right. Who has 15 to 20 employees, and they're growing and they're, they're wanting to get to the 50, maybe even a hundred employee mark. A lot of people look for that 10 million in revenue and they're not doing any type of water management. Maybe they have one irrigation tech that just kind of runs around. You know, what would you say to them when we talk about water management, what type of benefits could bring them if they were to actually focus the water management department uh, to really bolt onto their maintenance department and, and should they be doing that? Yeah, I'm, I think the easy bridge um, is is if they have an enhancement manager. Everyone seems you know if, if you're if you're a route maintenance company, you should have an enhancement manager. So your your route guys are you know the route guys can do the color changeouts. They can do the couple of you know three gallons at the entry, three five gallons at the entry. Um, but if you're if you're at that 15, 20 man, I'd imagine you have a one two three man enhancement crew that does some of the mm-hmm. the heavier applications. Um, go after them for training, um, sit them down, you know, go through the rainbird programs, the hunter programs, uh, give them, uh, essentially free, you know, they have to pay their, yeah. their pay that day, but give them the free training, see how they respond to that. And then go after the, the, the cost stuff. Um, the CIT training, for example, the reason why you're not seeing as many by, by the numbers, um, is because our turnover in the industry is still rather high. It's really hard for us to justify getting this guy trained when he can dip out on us for a dollar, right? We all have the mm-hmm. dollar jumpers. We all have the guys who, you know, fortunately, you know, in California, we're really not seasonal based. We're, we're, we're operating, you know, 12 months out of the year. Um, but for a lot of, you know, guys on the East coast, for example, or the Midwest, they, they, they don't have full seasons, you know, so they don't like, I'm not going to invest in this guy. He's not going to show up, you know, show up next year. He could be on the, on an oil field, you know, six months from now. So um, it's really hard for them to, to justify that. But for the small guys is, is start with the free training, start with the, you know, Hey, get this stuff done. See if you, if this interests you uh, and then go from there. Yeah. 
I think that's great advice. And and I think I'll add the price point that you can charge for an irrigation technician that is educated and does good work is, is a lot higher than you would think. You know, mm-hmm. we always thought we were capping out around the 80, 85 mark. You know, I don't want to say specific numbers, but we're, we're charging almost double that now for our, what would be considered our, our level three or our top level irrigation right. techs. And our clients are happy to pay it because they they're quick. They know what they're doing. They're certified. And I think some folks don't realize the opportunity to charge more and pay more for, for these highly skilled employees. The good news too, is that the, the power managers that have been around, they've been burned. They've been burned by poor work, mm-hmm. uh, poor companies, um, so they are able to facilitate with our home, uh, you know, HOA board members, uh, you get what you pay for. And, and I think we've seen that more now, um, with heavier technologies, smart controllers, two wire installations, um, you know, we, we, most of our industry guys don't have a voltmeter, you know, a multimeter. Now we're trying to handle the clamp meter and going, Hey, good luck to you. Go figure it out. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it was even tough for us at, at the size that we are to go and go, you know, we need to go buy 20 clamp meters for our 20 level three guys. And we go well, $400 each, like, Oh my God, how are we going to do that? Um, you know, and so making sure that obviously, you know, we have the tools that these guys need, but then how to utilize them and, and, and what they're used for, uh, is, is huge. Yeah. Well, I've heard a lot of training, training, training certifications, and there's a lot of free stuff out there too. So I think, I think there's some good takeaways for folks thinking about more in water management. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like you two could talk about this all day because you, you live it um, so, so much and very interesting stuff for me to hear, you know, in the Midwest, not as big of a water issue, but still definitely something that's servicing more and more. So um, really appreciate it. And kind of as we wrap up today, you know, one thing we like to do on the show for listeners is with um, ask our guests to provide you know a, a secret. We we call it trading t- trading secrets. And um, Danny, do you do you have a secret that you'd like to let our guests know? You can't find it in a book, can't Google it. Something in the the head of Danny Smith that he would like to share. Yep, absolutely. Um, I had a name drop it one way or the other. So one, one thing that I'm trying to really put, well, we've just said certifications, but, um, I'm tracking, I want to track my career. Um, I'm 34 years young. I got, I got a long road ahead of me. Um, I utilize the hashtag higher certified on all my LinkedIn content, um, because I want to be able to look back over the years and, and see all the fun that we've had. So yeah, certifications are huge. What I, what I suggest for guys, you know, they're, they're entry-level technicians. They might want to become an irrigation technician, Get yourself a half inch binder, uh, go on Rainbird, go on Hunter, print out those certifications, print out those certificate of completions, um, put them in a sleeve, put them in a binder. And when you're in your next interview for your company or with your company, with a company you may want to go work for or go interview with, um, you know, here's your resume, here's the binder. And and that binder, I, I had a gentleman, um, you know, sit down, I think it was with Joe first. We have Joe interview for the most part. Um, and this guy just handed a binder over and we're just flipping through like 50 pages of certifications, just Rainbird, Hunter, Rainbird, Hunter, Weathermatic, Hydropoint. We're just like, how much money do you want? Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a done deal. Right. And, and so um, showing that they they took the time, you know, whether it was employer forced or not, we have no idea. But, um, you know, you, you can't beat that. And there's guys we have guys who come in and they want 22 bucks and they're worth 15. We have guys who come in, they want 28 and they're worth 35. 
our, our, you know, our, our money is just so, so over the place right now. I mean, a, a good tech used to be 15 to 22 bucks. Now we're 22 to 32 bucks per hour. Um, but these certifications and, and the, the the time it takes for them to get that and, and, and why they think it's important to them uh, makes it easier for, for businesses to make these decisions on how much they're worth. So um, for the guys in the field um, who, who want to make more money, bring home more, more money to their family, uh, get that half inch binder going. So good. It's a great tip. I love that. Both from the, you know, the audience that we're trying to attract here with the the people coming up in the industry and for the employers for what to look at when hiring smart. So great stuff. Great stuff. Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap today's episode. Um, thank you, Danny, for, for joining us, um, dropping all the knowledge on water management. And um, we will include information on how if people want to follow up with you, uh, we can we can include sure. that in the notes for the episode. Um, but yeah, thank you so much and continue doing awesome things for the industry. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Danny. Have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you. See you.